in today's show. It's a mock draft. I think it's going to be the last one before the season starts, and it's my all-safe mock draft. Michael Bolton, he's always safe. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. It's the last mock draft I think I'm going to do here. Um, we'll see. I'm sure you guys in the comments will be like, oh, please do a 17-team, um, 15-cat, points league roto auction format with 12 keepers and pick it pick 13 because that's what I'm doing on the weekend. <laughs> I take the piss. But I think it'll be the last mock. You guys, most drafts are going to be happening over the weekend. Um, so yeah, I think this will be the last one. And what it's going to be is my all safety mock. People are so scared of taking players. Oh, but what if this? Oh, but what if tanky? Oh, but what if injuries? Oh, what if Kyrie's aunt has a birthday? Like, so I'm just going to take the guys who are consensusly, is consensusly a word? I don't even know. Consensusly thought of as safe. And we'll see how that lets the team uh, look at the end of things. Before I do that though, betonline.net is your number one source for all of your football and ad copy basketball betting needs for this upcoming season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. Thursday night football was a snoozer yet again. Hope you went under on that 38 that BetOnline had, but all of the action for week six in the NFL is up at BetOnline, and you can go check out my Miami Dolphins, led by Kansas State legend Skylar Thompson. We are three-point underdogs against the Minnesota Vikings at home. Come on, we can knock those guys off. Kirk Cousins doesn't know what's going to hit him. Go check out all the odds for all the NFL, but it's not just that. You can check out Major League Baseball. You can check out um, the playoffs there, of course, NHL, MMA, boxing, golf, and the big one, the NBA. We're starting next week, so check all of that out. you got live in-game betting as well, so head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, should we start this um, mock draft? We probably should. Warnie? Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting ready to start. I'm picking here at pick six. Just a couple of news. There was some news that Spencer Dinwiddie was going to come off the bench for the Mavericks. That turns out to be incorrect. So that reporter got his wires crossed or Jason Kidd changed his mind. Dinwiddie will start and then come out early and run the second unit. Because I read some notes yesterday this on Basketball Monster saying um, that you know it was weird that you'd only put one person who could dribble and score in, in the starting unit with Doncic. Yeah, so it didn't make a lot of sense. We'll see how that uh, ends up playing. The other thing is they're going to try uh, old Russell Westbrook coming off the bench for the Lakers. Price of brick going up. That's going down. Uh, as I said, his downside is zero minutes. Schroeder is injured to start the season, but Westbrook might play 20 minutes a night. He might not play at all. Um, yeah, I'm avoiding him everywhere that I possibly can. The draft is live. 
but yeah, that, that is the news here on Westbrook. We'll see what happens and we'll see what lineup they go with if Schroeder is out and Westbrook's off the bench. I imagine Beverly starts at point guard and then they go with Nunn and Walker or Nunn and Reeves. Probably Austin Reeves actually slides into the starting lineup. Um, all right, let's start at this draft. Uh, Jokic, Giannis, Doncic, Embiid. Safe pick for me, it's Tatum. Everyone thinks that's the safest pick in the world. So that's what I'm going to take. None of these other guys would be considered safe at this point. So it's Jason Tatum for me at six. Remember, I'm avoiding the guys that are shutdown risks. I'm avoiding the injury risks. I'm avoiding the production risks. I'm trying to just go safe. That's where people seem to believe, especially in those first few rounds, um, that is a way to go. And I just want to see how the team pay, pay, eh, plays out. I'm not someone who's like that. Um, I don't really just put all that weight in while they were healthy last season. So therefore, that what's what's going to happen now. And yeah, everything that just happened last season is what necessarily carries over. We try to reason things through situations and all that sort of stuff. But... Just go opposite of what we did in the uh, risky one where I took Kyrie in the first round. So after Tatum at six, goes Harden at seven, Trey at eight, Steph at nine, Towns at 10. Okay. Wonder where, I wonder if Lamello falls. Got Lillard, Lamello, and Halliburton. I wonder if Lamello falls out of that top 13. I don't think he should. Hey, here we go. Kyrie at 11. Let's go. All right, let's fire it up now. Now let's throw it in. I, I am getting close to throwing Kyrie into that top 14 mix ahead of LeBron, maybe. I'm getting close to it. Halliburton goes at 12. So this person in the second round, Nick Lillard and Lamello falling into the second round is pretty bloody juicy. Lillard goes at 13. Ball is going to go at 14 here, I'm guessing, with Kyrie. Wow. That ankle injury scared people off a little bit. He could have gone at eight in so many drafts, and he would have, and I don't think it's going to be a problem when we get to the end of the year. But we are seeing the changes happen. Hopefully, he doesn't miss too much time. Well, hang on a second. Devin Booker at 14. Now that, you took Kyrie in round one and Booker in round two. All right, cool. What are we doing? Jeez. LeBron next. What is going on? Guys, please draft Flamelo Ball. This is the idea when people overthink things. This is what happens. Devin Booker at 14. <sighs> Big Kardashian fan, I'm guessing. There goes Lamelo Ball at 15. 16, sorry. Jesus Christ. Okay, who's my safe pick coming up in round two? Because it's not really any of these guys, is it? It's not Anthony Davis. It's not John Morant. It's not Anthony Edwards. It's not Paul George. Who's the safe pick here at the top of my projections? Ooh. Well, the top of my projections go with Kawhi, Paul George, DeJounte, not safe. Anthony Davis, Porzingis, Chris Paul, Fred Van Vliet, Cade Cunningham. Hmm. Fred Van Vliet is my pick. I can make negative arguments against Kawhi, Paul George, DeJounte. Oh, he's going to fit next to Trey. Uh, Anthony Davis, Porzingis, Chris Paul. He's old. He's going to um, yeah, rest more games and play fewer minutes. Fred, can't really see that negative argument necessarily. I would not do this normally. But if we're going to just pick nits over all these guys, that's what we do. Interesting the Jam Rant when it's... Uh, so I took... Where my... Did my, why did my draft pick not appear in this list? Anyway, oh, no, it did. Jar went at 17. Wow, I didn't see that. Jar at 17, Paul George 18, Van Vliet 19, Anthony Davis 20, Gobert 21, Anthony, da Anthony Edwards 22, Zion 23. So Edwards in this one finally going ahead of Cade. Maybe Cade's below average preseason games were pushed him back down again. Again, reactionary, not, not to say it's wrong, right? But people react to things that happened yesterday, the day before. Let's see how high um, the Bronco Jalen Williams goes in this game after yesterday's um, performance. Broncos country, 
Let's rock. Bam Adebayo goes at 25. His usage has been really high in the preseason, 30% in each of the games. Is he taking over the number one spot from Jimmy Butler? It's something to watch. It could just be a preseason thing, and Butler's weighed down by his uh, hair, or maybe he's getting phantom hair feelings because he cut it off or he got them, the extensions removed. After Adebayo at 25, it's Sabonis 26, Siakam 27. Who is looking safe on my list? Drew Holiday is probably the safest looking guy at the top of my list here. Jimmy Butler's not particularly safe. Shea Gildas Alexander's not particularly safe. Let's throw Drew into the queue. He's my highest guy that looks safe. Unless we count Chris Paul, who at this spot is probably safe. Donovan Mitchell, 28. Now, Drew is just... Drew is safer than Chris Paul, I feel. If we're going to use safety. The vibes are bad in Phoenix. Chris Paul's 37. Let's use Drew as our safety pick. Mitchell, 28. Garland, 29. Both of those too early. Drew Holiday at 30. Okay. <clears throat> Some safety in those picks. Allegedly. Cade Cunningham at 31. I haven't seen Cade fall that far in a while. This draft is weird, obviously. Porzingis 32. It looks like he'll be ready opening night. If not, maybe misses a game. So that's not a worry with that ankle. Zion's ankle's not worrying me either. But Porzingis at 32 is intriguing. Beal, Butler still there. Chris Paul still there. DeRozan still there. Shook Lopez really taking his time here. Hope you guys checked out the four-hour live stream, Ask Us Anything, yesterday. We had a good amount of people in there watching us. That was great. And thanks to all of those guests who did come on and chat with me. Beal goes at 33, Rogier at 34. That's better. I've seen Rogier have a pretty wide range, and that's a really good spot for him. Wow. Now, that is amazing. See, look, Kawhi, look, I would have absolutely snapped Kawhi up where I took Drew Holiday if I wasn't going for this safe play. Kawhi at 35, I think, is actually insane to lean for that far. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like the Pistons and their legendary GM... Troy Weaver are finally just going to wave Kemba Walker after they allegedly were going to buy him out three months ago, and then it never happened. Um, so they're just going to eat that money. I don't know, man. The Pistons are getting up there with the, the Raptors. The Raptors are my fake team that I hate. The Pistons might be my real team, team that I hate. No, and not that I hate them because I hate their players or their fans or anything. Just that sometimes the things that they do as an organization, front office and coaching, is just so frustrating. Kawhi, then Jimmy at 36, Miles Turner, 37, Evan Mobley, 38. He's going to be ready opening night. DeMar DeRozan, 39. I think we're going a little early on Mobley. Chris Paul at 40. Wow, that is tremendous value. This guy got Beal and Paul and LaMelo in. Holy crap. What a, what a draft from Shook Lopez so far. Just everyone letting these guys fall. Now, I would not have let any of these, a lot of these things happen if I wasn't doing what I was doing. Right, for some of these guys falling. But man, holy crap. Shea Goodis Alexander goes at 41. Aiton goes at 42. And it's my turn. Who am I going to be safe with? Who is safe here? Well, Zach Levine's pretty safe here. Let's take the skater boy. There's a lot of these red flags here on fan tracks which don't mean anything. It's like that red flag, Levine, rest. Okay, he's preseason rest. We don't need to worry about that. I feel relatively safe with him through the season. Although he did have knee surgery, 
he's not a guy that often pops up with, oh man, we were really worried about injuries and shutdowns and all that sort of stuff. That's not where he sort of sits at the moment. After Levine goes De'Aaron Fox. Then goes Jarrett Allen. The other thing I'm going to be Jalen Brown at 46. JB, you've done it again. One thing I'm going to be interested to see is where someone like a Josh Primo goes after a massive scoring explosion. Remember, he shot 70% in that game. It was against the Thunder. Um, people think, oh, he's just going to take over starting point guard. I'm not, I don't think that's going to happen. But it does look like they are going to start Jeremy Sohan at Power Forward. I don't know that he's going to be a huge fantasy value player, but it's obviously something to watch. And then, as I said, with Lou Dort now hurt, I think the Broncos is going to be someone to watch. Scotty Barnes goes at... Oh, Benny Simmons, 47. Wow. Scotty Barnes goes at 48. Ingram, 49. Ingram's been sliding a little bit. Hasn't really played in preseason. I think he should be right, but he hasn't played. And look at Vooch falling here into the 50s. Middleton... Middleton might be a safe play for me, but does he fit my safe play idea because he's injured to start the season? Probably not. But he's as rock-solid safe as they get. The other guy that I want that hasn't gone is Des Bain. I think he's pretty safe at this point. Um, and I feel a lot more confident in him than I did a couple of weeks ago because Dylan Brooks has pulled his head in. Amazingly. And credit to him. He's pulled his head in. And he's doing the right thing by his team. Brunson goes at 50. Vooch goes at 51. That actually, as much as I'm not as big Vooch fan this season, that's really good value. At the top of my list here is Bain. Then it's um, Draymond, then it's Vassell, then it's Jabari Smith, then it's Giddy. So, oh, Bane just went, no, you, no, 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 no. So who's safe in this area? McCollum, Ananobi? I'm going to take Ananobi. I think he's safe to produce this value. Oh, no, he's not because he's injury prone, isn't he? So we're not going to take him. Well, it's got to be CJ then. CJ's pretty safe here. Just loading up on guards after getting Tatum early on. CJ is relatively safe there. Yep, had Vassell and Jabari Smith a little bit higher. Jalen Green at 55. Maybe he do, maybe it doesn't work. Maybe he doesn't take the leap in efficiency and usage that we think he does. Jamal Murray could have been an option, but hey, he's coming back off an ACL. He'll miss all these back-to-backs and have limited minutes. Not safe. So what I, you know, why people are having these, and maybe they don't, stick to those guns as strictly as they tell me that they do. But if you're avoiding if you're avoiding bad teams, you're avoiding injured players, you're avoiding risks, you're avoiding um, confusing situations, you don't have anyone to pick from. It's as simple as that. Like you just do not have very many players to pick from. Like could I have taken Franz Wagner or is Orlando a shutdown risk? I don't know. Johnny Collins, uh, Wagner goes, that's how, I haven't seen Franz Wagner go that high ever. 56, wow. Um, Johnny Collins, 57. Jakob Pertle, 58. Alperen Sengun, 59. He is getting priced out. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. He's getting priced out. I don't want him in round five, I don't think. Josh Giddy at 60. He's been sick in the preseason. He's been amazing. 50% three-point shooting. Um, Shea has been out, so that's helped, but I think he's going to be really quite good. I'm not sure that that shooting level is able to maintain, but he's been really good. Jabari Smith goes at 61. Ah, Smitty. Smith, 
going to play today. He's a game-time decision, so hopefully he means he's ready for regular season. After Jabari goes Michael Porter Jr., Valanchunas at 63. Jonas Vassal Inuansas. I'm not going to do all safe picks all 14 rounds. We'll do it up to about round nine, and then we'll start to take some swings. Because that's, you know, no one's taking the safety guys all the way through to round 14. Um, the headmaster, Jamal Murray, goes at 64. And what else have we got? No, not quite my pick. Two more picks until it's me. Got Josh Vettore here. He goes with the horse, Kelton Johnson. Whose horse is that? Devin Vassell goes next. These two guys have had massive usage in the preseason. Efficiency can be a problem, but they've had really, really big usage, and it's looked pretty good. Safe play for me here. Or maybe it is Ananobi because maybe it is OG. How safe is he actually though? Injury risk. No, I probably can't do it. Kevin Porter's not safe. Jordan Poole. Let's do that. Take another guard. Jordan Poole's relatively safe at this spot. Don't have too many concerns about him and his production. Although, again, I could argue that yeah, maybe he plays limited minutes with Clay and Steph. You can talk yourself into or out of anybody. Really, I can. I can make an argument for and against every single player around their ADP. Nurkic goes at 68. People are trying to guess what the theme of this draft is. It's got to be something to do with guards. Nope. Marketing at 69. Giggity. We do need to get forwards though and centers. And we'll do that in the next few picks. Bunkero goes at 70, but only the safe ones. As you can tell, I'm taking the piss at people who are avoiding all tanking teams, avoiding all injury-prone or confusing situation guys. Because you just limit yourself too much. Ananobi at 71. Oh, he would have been a good pick, but you know, he's hip. Can't do it. Can't take the risk. Maybe I shouldn't have taken Van Vliet because he had his knee issues. Maybe I shouldn't have taken Levine because he had a knee problem. Maybe I shouldn't have taken CJ because he's bad free throws. Maybe I shouldn't have taken Poole because now he's got to play with Stephen Clay all season. Look, I can make an argument against everybody. Bridges goes at 72. All right. I couldn't make an argument against him. Maybe maybe he should have been the guy for me. Um, My next guy would probably be D'Angelo Russell, but I cannot make that argument to say that... I cannot uh, you know, justify that with no... um. No, no guard ability to slot in. I think I'm going to take PJ Washington Jr. Well, there goes D'Angelo at 74. Tyrese Maxey goes at 73. Um, let's. I want to talk Tyrese Maxey here for a second because, again, people get guilty of this in the fantasy community and in the broader NBA community, especially if you're following things like House of Highlights and stuff like that, right? How many of you guys watching this, listen to this, Tyrese Maxey, he's going to take the next step. He's going to be the second scorer. He's going to be an all-star. He's going to be amazing. Um, you know, he has two pre look at that 20 points in 15 minutes. He was shooting 80%. How many of you know that in the last preseason game, he scored nine points on 23% shooting? The answer is probably not many of you because it doesn't get mentioned, right? We talk about it's like the contract years or second year slumps or whatever narrative we want to support. I'll get back to this in a second because I'm going to make my pick. Whenever something goes against it, we don't bring it up, right? It's just how people act. They don't bring it up. But like, yeah, Maxi's taking this next leap. Man, maybe the efficiency is real. All right, nine points on 23%. And then when you get no rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, that's what hurts. And fantasy basketball is a cumulative sport. It's my pick. 
Who is my non-risky player here? I think it's going to be PJ. Yeah, it's PJ. Um, it's a cumulative sport. So what we always talk about with those guys who, well, look at the scoring on 80% shooting. But did he do anything else? Oh, no, he didn't. So when that shooting invariably comes down, yeah, maybe we should stop overhyping or getting too excited. Now, it hasn't really reflected massively in ADP. But I think it is important to note that when things like that do happen and you get those big performances, which were unbelievable, the shit one doesn't get mentioned. No one no one talks about it at all. And I know I'm talking about it, but no, how many of you knew that? That he had nine points on 23% shooting? And you just think, well, Max is killing it in the preseason. Yeah, but two games and then two games and then one mid-game and then one terrible game. And that is something we need to be aware of in fantasy. It's not all roses. Sometimes it's shit blooms. And that, that happens. And the good players are the ones that have all roses nearly all the time. And the guys that flash the big things, but then have the turds, that's where you get the issues. And when they don't contribute in other... And I'm not... I love Maxi. I think he's a really good player. I think he's going to take a step up to be a top 30 guy in the next three seasons. But some of the stuff that was fueling his production had zero chance of being able to stick. And we don't highlight the negatives. Not that we should. We shouldn't be out there going, look how shitty he is. But for our perspective, from a fantasy perspective, that needs to be noted. It needs to be mentioned. Thank you. Kevin Porter. Oh, let's go. After I took PJ at 78, it was Draymond 79, Kevin Porter 80, Clay Thompson 81, Randall 82, Trey Jones 83. I'm literally worried about Trey Jones at 83. Um, Al Horford 84. Not that I think that Primo is going to start straight away, but maybe just eating into his minutes somewhat. And there is limited upside, I think, in Trey. He's never going to be an 18-point-per-game scorer. He might, yeah, seven assists he could get, but he might be 12, three, and seven. Christian Wood at 86. I talk a lot on this show how in the 80s, you will always find one or two guys who slide. And today, it is Wood. That is a big slide for him. He, he goes in the 60s sometimes. There's always someone who tends to fall down in that area. Now, what am I going to do with my next pick? I do need a forward or a center. Let's just put PJ as my center. So let's just say I need a power forward and a regular forward. Monty Morris goes at 87. That is too early. Jalen Smith at 88. Terrible preseason for sticks. think he's better than that, but maybe not. Stand by your man. He's really, really struggled. I want to just adjust these so it doesn't look like I don't have... All right, so there we go. Look at that. That makes my lineup look way better. All I need now is a forward to fill it out. Keegan Murray goes at 89. Oh, he's a rookie. He's not safe. Who's the safe pick here for me? It's probably Jeremy Grant, to be fair. And then it fills the forward need. Where is Granner? Gordon Haywood goes at 90. Let's take Jeremy Grant as a forward. Pretty safe at pick 91, I think, sort of. Been impressed with his defensive ability in the preseason. Or his defensive stat generating ability. And look at that. Wouldn't you know it? My team, which looks so unbalanced, is now completely balanced in terms of positions. Ah, Shook knows what I'm doing. It's the safe picks. It should be obvious. I did risky picks last time. Herbert Jones goes at 92. I am... He's not safe to me. To me, he is a steel specialist who has not looked great in any other area in the preseason. Maybe I'm misreading that. But the fact that playing him and Zion together leads to limited spacing. The fact that Trey Murphy has been blowing all the way up makes me wonder that that Herb might... Might not step forward from last season and might step back. He's still an unbelievable defender. But Andre Robertson was an unbelievable defender. 
And at times it just couldn't, you couldn't extend the minutes because of the offensive stuff. Now I think Herb can have better offensive ability there, but maybe I'm reading too much into it. I, I still feel like Herb is a steals specialist and he's a low turnover specialist, but LaMarcus Aldridge is also a low turnover specialist. So is Bonzi Wells. So is Kwame Brown. Um, Herb Jones at 92, Colin Sexton 93, Capella 94, Kuzma 95, the Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris goes at 96. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Depressed Penis at 97. And Isaiah Jackson 98, Russ Westbrook 99. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. Price of the brick going up. That's, no. Uh, Gary Trent goes at 100. I don't know why we'd be drafting. Uh, people are going to, oh, no, on the second unit, we'll be let Russ be Russ. He's still, I don't, he's not going to play 30 minutes. And he's still going to, the more he shoots, the worse it is for your percentages. The bigger impact he has. Zubat's at 101. I'm just, I don't ever really have a guy that I'm never drafting. To me, in category leagues, it's him. In a points league, I would take a fly. And I probably would take it in round 12 of the category league of Russ, let's be fair. But I'd be really, really um, callous in dropping him straight away if I needed to. Because I, I don't think him getting traded is better for his value. He'd get traded and then sent home or bought out. And I don't see a 30-plus minute role for him anywhere in the NBA. Wiggins at 102. Okay. Anthony Simons, red at 103. I forgot to do the sound drop for him. Damn it. Oh, I've got to go and do that now. I can't pause the show, though. All right, let's get that later on. Bobby Portis at 104. I think he will start to begin the season. I am going to do my rotation projections after these final preseason games today. So that'll come Saturday or Sunday. There'll be, um, I think, today an over-under show, an award prediction show. We'll do some preseason notes and preseason takeaways tomorrow as well after preseason is done. Oh, hang on. That Wiggins pick was me. I was here talking. All right, Wiggins is safe. Holy crap. I Wow. Talk about getting self-absorbed into speaking about a draft and forgetting you're actually in it. Wiggins was me. Um, but you know what? He is safe. He's not who I would have taken, but he is safe. But that serves me right for talking too much. So we'll go back to the drawing board. Cam Johnson's going to be another one that is interesting to me now that I need to focus. So after I mistakenly picked Wiggins, it went Simons, Bob Portis, Buddy Heal, Josh Hart, Nick Claxton, Cam Johnson. Oh, there you go. Cam Johnson went at 108. Man, I'm, I can't believe I just missed that pick entirely. What an L. Brogdon is sort of safe. Are we getting to the stage where I'm not going to go safe anymore? Maybe I'll do it one more pick. Harrison Barnes, the ultimate safe pick. Maybe the argument I could have made here against picking PJ Washington as the Hornets will tank. Again. I can find an argument against anybody. Jeremy Grant, I would be the third option. And he doesn't rebound. His knees are a problem. Andrew Wiggins, they want to give more minutes to Kaminga. Vanderbilt at 109. Bones at 110. Brogdon 111. D'Anthony Melton 112. I feel like that is too high for Melton. I just I don't see that upside really there. 113 is Cole Anthony. Rob Williams 114. All right. My last real safe pick here is going to be... Let's let's do it. The safest pick in the world. Oh no, but he's he's been injured, so Brook Lopez isn't even safe. Um there's no one safe here whatsoever. Let's no, you know what? This guy, Patrick Beverly. 
Oh, I got auto-drafted again. Wow. Uh, and then Beverly went the pick after. Um, I'm going to undo that because that was me auto-picking for them. Um, screwed it up again. Well, you know what? Got to suffer with it, don't I? Rowan Barrett. Well, he's pretty safe. Jaron Jackson goes at 116. Chris Duarte, 117. Okay. Isaiah Stewart, 118. He's going to launch a lot of threes. Does that mean that he's... Launching threes does not make you necessarily a great fantasy player because what it can do, especially for centers, it adds the three-pointers to your game, but what it does do is it drops your field goal percentage. So that's something, especially... If you, it took 10 in the last game. That's a lot. Dinwiddie goes at 120. We talked about him already. Right now, it's time to just get back into this standard approach to a draft. Interestingly, Eason has not gone. I would have thought he would have gone already. And is the theme picking everyone he hates? It's not quite. It's me auto-picking these two guys. Norman Powell goes at 121. I'm a little worried about his value. I still, Beverly's still there, so he is going to work for me. Conley also is an interesting player who can provide at least early on value. Beverly's going to be my guy here, who I should have taken instead of Rowan in that last round. Um, Mitch Robinson goes at 123. That's actually pretty good value for Robinson. I thought he would have gone earlier than that to the right team. My team actually really strong in threes, in points, in assists, in steals, in free throws. Bad in field goals, blocks, and rebounds. So Lou Dort, that is too early. He's got an injury. And I also, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, he's not that good that I have to grab Lou Dort. And, well, it's my pick, so stop talking. Oh, oh, Pat Beverly, let's finally do that after we tried to do it last round. Um, yeah, look, I, I've, I've said multiple times on this show over the last couple of months that I wouldn't be surprised that Jalen Williams takes over from Lou Dort, and I wouldn't be surprised if it happens at some point this season, and it literally could happen opening night if Dort is out, and then Dort might not get that rollback. I think Dort is a highly overrated player. He's a pretty good defender and a bad offensive player who they force a lot of usage into, and I think overall that Williams has got a much higher upside. And I think that long-term that they would want Williams to start over Dort. Um, what's this? You were the odd one out this draft. There's always one. What does that mean? Um, it was Fred Van Vliet auto? No, he was not. Um, Tari Eason goes at 129. Well, I'm surprised to see him go so late. Alinek 127, Suggs 128, Eason 129, Kessler 130, Wiseman 131. I'm going to start taking some flyers now with these last picks. Some of these guys that get drafted in these last rounds, Kessler, Wiseman, Ivy, Matherin, these guys are going to get dropped in the, in the first week, I would guess. At least some of those players will. Hardenstein at 132. He's pretty interesting. As you're well aware that I know, you know that I like as a Hardenstein as a player. Alex Caruso, 133. Steel Specialist, Ayodesumu, 134. 
Not really sure what he produces at an above average level, even though he's going to be the starter. Difference between being a starter or being a 32-minute-a-night player, those things are different. Dylan Brooks, 135, he has lost all appeal for me. If he's not going to shoot recklessly, that's when he has value in points leagues or in punt field goal builds. What does he do? Not much would be the answer in preseason. Bob Covington goes at 136. Defensive stats specialist there. Kelly Oubre at 137. I think his upside's relatively limited. So who? what do we do with my pick? I might go a Kongwu. Doesn't really make sense on my team, though. I need guards. Do I take Ivy? Um, let's take... Ooh, this is a tough call. No, I'm going to take... Let's take everyone's... Oh, Ivy went at 138. Let's take Mather and everyone's... Favorite rookie guard at the moment. Bit of a flyer pick. A Kongwu would have been a pick, but yeah, you know, I'm just mixing it up a bit. A Kongwu didn't really make sense for how my team looked anyway at this point. Brooke Lopez at 141. Boyan Bogdanovich 140. Karis LeVert, 142. Looks like he's going to start in Cleveland. JaVale McGee, 143. He'll start in Dallas. Um, the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Kevin Herter at 145. I think the highlights of this draft have been me getting auto-picked and yeah, paying too much attention to talking, but also just the way that you can get so severely hamstrung by creating negative narratives around everything. That was part of my idea in this draft is to show that just if you just have so much negativity around players, you just lose so much value. And, and even then, nothing is guaranteed with their safety anyway. So it's more just to give you, hey, take a risk. Like take, take take some chances on guys. Like I'm going to take, I don't think he's going to have huge value, but I think he's good enough here. Jaden McDaniels at 150. He's going to be the starter. Chris Haynes tweeted that out like today, that today, like it was a big surprise. The Timberwolves have announced that Jaden McDaniels has won the starting small fourth ball. Like, yes, I know. Like who else was starting there? I don't know what else. Like the, the Timberwolves announced that Rudy Gobert has won the starting center position. Okay. The Lakers announced that LeBron James will be a starter this season. Not that Jaden McDaniels is the same as those players, pretty clearly. But to see a breaking news tweet to say that, the old uh, agent favor, I reckon. Reggie Jackson goes at 151. Poku, 152. Really like Poku as a flyer. He is going to start, I believe, this season. I'd be pretty surprised at this stage if he doesn't. So it'll be him, Robinson Earl, Shea, Giddy, and then Daughter or Williams. Um, and I imagine if Shea is out, Trey Mann will start. Sohan goes at 153. He looks like he will be a starter. This guy has gone... Matt, look at the defensive guys that Shook Lopez has gone. Eason, Covington, Sohan. Wow. Melton. Wow. That's some real defensive firepower. Aldama goes at 154. Kongwu 155. That is massively late for Kongwu. Massively late. That is huge. Huge. Finney Smith, 156. The safest, most boringest player in the world. The other safe guy I could take, but I'm not going to do it in these last rounds, is Contavious Caldwell-Pope. He should be my other go-to, and I'm talking about taking boring, low-upside players. 
KCP is the other one. Aaron Gordon's another one of those guys. So Finney Smith goes at 156. I think drafting Dorian Finney Smith is one of those situations where you adhere yourself so tightly to ranking numbers. Well, he was 130th and he was actually 70th and 45th in totals, nine cat the last season. That's great. But what does he, ugh, in a head-to-head weekly or daily changes thing, he doesn't actually offer you that anywhere close to that value. And there's no upside to get there on a game-by-game basis. Um, so he's one of the, yeah, he's just, he's a rankings guy. Caleb Martin, Victor Oladipo, Manuel Quickly, Derek White. Not a lot of upside in those guys. Quickly, there is. I'm coming a little bit around on Shumura KK at the moment, especially with all the guards injured. I think they're going to have to push guys like Wagner down a little bit and even a KK down. Uh, Isaiah Roby goes 161. Jalen Noel at 162. Oh, we're, oh, we're taking flyer flyers now. All right. Um, Who do I take here? I'm just going to take a chance on Kendrick Nunn in case he's the guy who replaces Westbrook with Schroeder out. I do not like Kendrick Nunn. But little scoring boost, some assists maybe. They're going to start Beverly. Maybe it's Nunn and Walker. Or Reeves is the other one that I think it could be. After Nunn goes Davion Mitchell at 164. I only see the upside in him with an injury. Because there's Fox, there's Herder, there's Monk. There's also Terrence Davis. I don't think Mitchell can get 28 a night every night. Drummond at 165. Fair enough. I think he can actually produce probably enough value for the right team, even in a reserve role, this late in the draft. Probably. Aaron Gordon goes at 166. Surprised to see Jalen Duran not go yet. Oh, Jose Alvarado, 167. I, I wouldn't do that, but it is a steel specialist. And then the table, Montrose Hell at 168. Don't understand that either. There are other players that I would have been selecting in that area. And that, my friends, is the end of that draft, which, let's be fair, was a shit show. Like, with some... I guess a bad premise that deliberately went in with taking safety guys and then having two stinking auto picks. My team did not come out strong and not, and I did not expect it to come out strong with the idea of taking safety guys. My draft went Tatum, Van Vliet, Holiday, Levine, McCullum, Jordan Poole, Washington, Grant, Wiggins, Barrett, Beverly, Matherin, Jaden McDaniels, Kendrick Nunn. The team that came out the best in my projections, FBB Addict, the guy picking at 12. That's a really nice spot. Then Triple A Dre, New York Man, Smooth, G Pad Maku, Shook Lopez, me, Josh Vittore, Anush, what's that, uh, Anush, Anushan V, Sean B, Ovenova85, and C Vasquez332. But those projections, who knows? They're my projections. We hope they come out okay, and we hope that you guys. Have a successful fantasy draft coming up. It's going to be more shows coming. Season win totals, award predictions, preseason notes, rotation predictions, and some other sneaky stuff that we put in there. Week one preview will come out as well. So much stuff coming. Hey, if there is something else specific that you want on a show, drop it in the comments. We'll see what we can do. Put it down there and we'll see what happens. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.